<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. And I'm so excited because Jeffrey, Jeff, I was going to say, Jeffrey Wolf Green is, well, he is with us. <laughs> Jeffrey Wolf Green is with yeah. us in yeah. spirit. But Ari, it's funny how I just said that. Ari Moshe Wolf has returned. Yay. Here's part two of the outrageous deep conversation we had last month on Pluto's ingress into the sign of Aquarius, which of course is coming up March 23rd. It's a major, major change. As we know, Pluto takes an, it's an entire generation of people. It's going to be there for 20 years. Uh, we're going to have a, this is part two of that conversation. Um, and it's just interesting because I, I always pray before I start a podcast. And so I said out loud, you know, like we call in Jeffrey Wolf Green. And um, and so I get um, right now, like I'm choking up because that's my sign that, that you know, my ancestors and mm. who, my loved ones are with me. Um, when my mother, I call her my mother, it's like, right. And so I'm feeling a little emotional right now, but that's, thank you, Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you. Welcome back, Ari. And just so for us to properly introduce you. Uh, for those of you who may not know Ari, well, you've probably seen him on Astrology Hub and the panels and the summits. And uh, he is an evolutionary astrologer trained in the tradition of Jeffrey Wolf Green. And uh, I love how you say this, Ari. It's You said, yes, you're trained in the tradition of the evolutionary astrology as, as um, put out by Jeffrey Wolf Green, but continually expressing um, this, this is an ongoing, this, as we said in the journalism, when I used to work in journalism, you know, this is an, this is an ongoing story, or this is a, mm. and so as all astrology is, but continually expressing through ongoing realization. Mm. So um, welcome back. Yay. Um, I also okay. want to say too, that um, there is a, a wonderful course that um, Ari is offering and I'll put the link below. This is his heart and it begins February 19th and it's his heart and soul centered astrology training program. Uh, there's two parts, part one and part two, and it starts in February. Part one's about four months and then later in the year, part two. So you can take both of them together or just one at a time. Um, but this is, um, you know, just as you can imagine, um, a, a, an amazing um introduction and an immersion into the principles of evolutionary astrology so if you're interested in that you can click on that link below i do full disclosure um there is a small if you do use that link and you do register and use that link we get i get a small commission that will that keeps the lights on and uh, supports the channel so we're always grateful um any and prayers too. you know contribute via prayer that's always nice too so anyway having said that um, let's get into Pluto and Aquarius. Um, I have a, a few, I guess what I want to start with Ari is, um, you know, we've just, can I kind of give some context for this movement from a Capricorn into Aquarius? So we, we had 15 years of Pluto and Capricorn. And just to say, in terms of the evolutionary astrology perspective, what does that signify as Pluto changes from the evolutionary message for Pluto and out as it rolls <clears throat> Capricorn, as it rolls into Aquarius. So could you um, give us some insight about that? Absolutely. So let me speak about this in two ways. First, let's recognize it's very transitional right now. Pluto is going to be moving back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius until 
I think the end of 2024. So the phase that we're in right now has to be understood as a transitional phase. That's just the first thing to appreciate. And, and when it comes to any transitional phase, we're hovering between the, the, the context, the paradigm that we've been operating within for a while, and we haven't yet tasted or really acclimated to this new paradigm. So there's always some level of, anytime Pluto makes a shift like that, be it moving signs or in your own chart, moving houses, right, or moving towards a planet or moving beyond a planet, any kind of shift from one state to another brings some level of insecurity because we're moving into a new phase of life experience. And Pluto is about evolutionary necessity. We have to evolve, which means we're going to have to face content that we haven't touched yet. Um, we're always pushed beyond what we can understand because who we are and what is possible, what is within us and what we're growing into by virtue of having not yet grown into it is always beyond what we understand. So that's one. Two, the specific nature of this transition, we can think of it from the point of view of Capricorn, cardinal earth, okay, into Aquarius fixed air. So let's just think of it from that point of view. Right, the elements. Cardinal earth um, is, is initiatory. It's grounding. It's defining and it's affirming what is my role, what is my place in life. Um, the essence of Pluto and Capricorn is really going very deeply and working on the level of all of the, the constructs and the conditions and the roles that we are so familiar with. So collectively, individually, socially, such essential change in terms of the, uh, the paradigm within which we're living. What happens in fixed air Aquarius, it's not about what is my role? What is my responsibility? Um, how can I discipline or structure my reality in more useful and conscious ways? It doesn't have anything to do with that. Aquarius is about what is my essential nature? What is my essential individuality? And so the transition from this very earthy Capricorn phase to this very potent airy phase of Aquarius is we need to liberate and free up our minds. We need to free up all the ways in which we've suppressed ourselves through the roles, through the constructs, through the conditions, um, the family relationship, jobs, structures, relationship to money, relationship to sexuality, relationship to who I am as a citizen, who I am as a human, all the, all the ways in which we become conditioned by crystallized ideas of what's right, who we're supposed to be. The insecurity of this transition is um, coming into our own soul individuality, who we are prior to all of this conditioning, mm. it then says, how do I do this? How do I navigate all these different realms of human life experience when there's no precedent? Capricorn is precedent. Capricorn is the known. There's no precedent for where I'm going relative to what I've done. This isn't like something I can discipline or develop or grow into. I'm being stretched right now and called to trust who I essentially am before a man, before a woman, before a citizen, before any of the roles or constructs. And now, of course, we're all going to relate to this individually in our own way, but that's the essential nature of this Aquarian energy. And so to complete this thought, the transitional energy here um, is wanting us to liberate and free ourselves up from all that is known. And often what is known isn't necessarily comfortable, doesn't necessarily feel good, 
Um, but we, we, we enjoy it more in a sense, because at least we can hold on to it and grab it. Yeah. It's known. Right. And so what's unknown, maybe it's better, but we don't understand even what that means. We don't even know how to get there. So there is a profound invitation in this very transition to become very, we can say very concerned with very interested in just the nature the state of our own vibration where there's depression, where there's repression, where there's stress and effort and overwhelm. I think this transitional time in particular 2023, since we're seeing Pluto really moving back and forth between these cusps. Right, right at that signify threshold. a time where we're very present to the tension. We're very present to the content that needs to shift, but we don't quite know how to shift it. Um, we, we haven't quite broken through. So cooperating with the times with the process itself is an incredibly important thing so i'll keep i'll keep that there for now and i'm sure we'll get to go a little more more deeply in a moment right yeah i'm thinking of like if somebody's standing at at with their toe in in like they put their toe into the water and it's like it's like the water if a little pond or lake or something it's like an ocean or a body of water where your toe kind of it's like that membrane, like that zero degrees of Aquarius, you know, it, it's that mm. new sign. And it is a threshold. I love how you explain that. And it's like you're dipping, we're dipping our toe into what that feels like, you know, and it's like, oh, little, we get a taste of it at zero degrees. We kind of get the essence of it. And then then we will have that Pluto retrograde. So it will, like you said, it's this, it's a process and it, it, it and it doesn't, and we know with Pluto, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And it is. And I should, I should say too that I've observed very often when a planet moves into a new sign in particular, an outer planet, but then goes back into the old sign. It's almost like that, that initial ingress is like a fake flash of light. It, 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 it's big. It's yeah. very noticeable. It's very palpable. It, it really brings a lot up and then you go backwards into Capricorn, right? It's like, okay, here's all this exciting new movement and development and growth and edges of security and fundamental change. And you're not there yet. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while until this can really stabilize. Right, right, right. Where we're fully out. And like you said, it's not till 2024 where we're fully finished with Capricorn and completely immersed in the Aquarian paradigm. Well, um, so, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention was um, the opportunity. Here's so there's there's that, and then there's um, then we've got the nodes, which of course are going to shift yeah. into Aries Libra later, in July seventeenth of twenty twenty three. But um, Pluto is going to square the nodes in and both signs in that's in Capricorn, yeah. and also when it goes into Aries. I mean, sorry, when it goes into Aquarius, and it's going to square. Um, the nodes and and I, I actually I, I have exact dates for everybody you know to take a note of for this but it's going to come within three degrees of the nodes May May 9th to June 10th roughly with Pluto and Aquarius within three degrees and then um, and then July 17th to August 3rd Pluto is going to be at 28 29 degrees of Capricorn it'll be retrograde and then it'll be squaring the the nodes in Aries Libra yeah that have just transitioned in and then July 21, 22, uh, that's a real, don't totally want to ask you about what is the evolutionary potential for this, where Pluto squares the nodes, and it's specifically to these signs and degrees. 
July 21st to 22nd, Pluto is going to be in a grand cardinal square mm. with the Aries Libra nodes and the sun in Cancer, mm. 29 degrees. That's the anoretic or karmic degree. So that to me, I'm just getting chills just saying it. You know? So if you could expound on that Absolutely. and what we might be, what are we engaging with evolutionarily with, with this yeah. particular transit? And, and I'll just sort of um, put in there that sun square to the nodes is the midpoint between the two eclipses of 2023. And those two eclipses will also be very important because both of those eclipses will, will be within the vicinity of Pluto. Um, and even one of them will be in the vicinity of Jupiter as well. So there's just the, the you could actually think of it. These are the four, the cardinal points, even moving into 2024 in the very, you know, uh, towards the beginning of that year. Um, the, the the these cardinal points those two eclipses and then in the midpoint was it in july with the sun in cancer so let's tune into this anytime there's a, a very strong interface with the nodes we're looking at an evolutionary process that includes bringing forth content from the past that is ripe now it's either fruitive dynamics that are ready to be harvested and integrated or unresolved pieces that need to be played out right now and released North node evolutionary direction, where the evolutionary journey is taking us, where we can make choices to grow and evolve. A planet squaring that is really gonna bring up this tension. This is an important evolutionary gate, okay? Pluto squaring the nodes in the Aries Libra axis is at 29 degrees. I mean, it's just so profound. It's one of the most um, heightened evolutionary signatures. So at the core, it says, Let's say this, the cardinal axis in general, all of them, Aries, Libra, and then we'll say Capricorn, leave Cancer out for now, um, says, what am I doing, right? What are my roles? What am I agreeing to? What am I committing to? What are my responsibilities? What's my purpose? How am I integrating my life with other people? What are our agreements? What are the expectations? We all have relationships with all kinds of people, family, intimate, business, we all have an individual will, an individual sense of purpose where we're called to make decisions and do things according to a personal sense of soul unfolding. We all have a life and an inner purpose that we're needing to activate and actualize according to our own choice-making, Aries. And we make decisions, we discipline ourselves, we consciously with agency make agreements and crystallize patterns and habits and agreements in life so that our relationships, our own personal participation in life can all be in resonance and alignment with where we really wanna go long-term. This highlights what's not working. <laughs> this highlights where have we crystallized ourselves? And there are two ways to think of this. Where have we crystallized ourselves in agreements, decisions, constructs that are actually entangling and entrapping our own agency and freedom? because one, we're liked and we're approved. Um, we feel accepted or it works, it's functional. We don't wanna shake up the status quo. We have the, the status, the money, the, the husband, the wife, the, you know, all the things that work. Um, but then underneath it, and this is the cancer polarity, how do we feel, right? This is why that Cancer Sun square is going to be so powerful because it's really going to be highlighting that Sun purpose in Cancer, which is like, are you feeling good? You know, is this nourishing for you? 
is it feeding your soul? A sun in the Cancer opposite Pluto asks us to feed our soul. Mm. And it really goes to the depth. And it just says, you know, Capricorn can get lost in empty materialism. Yes. Um, it, it could be, you know, I've made my financial goals. I've made my, I got all the things that I wanted or I got the stickers, but like, are right. you are you really evolving? Is this really defining who you are? Are you really happy? Yeah, does this really give you comfort? Yeah, exactly. And I think these signatures say, can you really rest in in your life as you've made it? Um, what are you sacrificing? What are you giving up to have all the things that you've valued? And I think, well, you know, this is why Capricorn and Saturn is associated with the devil. Um, because the devil archetype in the tarot, it promises all kinds of great seeming things. But we always have to like, we have to give our soul up in some way. We have to give something up in order to get this materialism. Right. Um, lost. We've all kind of made that agreement on some level. We could even say in the broadest sense that just the way society is structured, it, it values and celebrates and it, it almost seems like it requires us to, in, to give our soul up in some way in order to participate in society as it is. And it's a very complex topic, actually, living in the world as it is and finding our own ethics, finding our own alignment, not sacrificing our own deeper values. So it, that's one level. It could be pointing to that, where th there's a sense of we need to be willing to break the, the crystallized molds that can feel very pressuring. Now, it highlights the nodal axis. Aries and Libra, which can then really highlight the sense of I need my freedom to do what I need to do. But then I have these agreements and these expectations and these constructs and these roles and these whatever. And so navigating between that without going too far in either extreme, the transiting North Node will be in Aries, actually. Right. So this really emphasizes at this time, and this is going to be interesting because around that time, we're going to have Venus, the ruler of the South Node, in Libra, moving retrograde in Leo. Right. So, yeah. This later part of this year, like, wow, huge, huge reworking of our relationships. Like, like one of the most like reworking-esque kind of transits I've ever seen in, in a while with the combination of this Libra south node squared by Pluto on this Venus retrograde cycle. Yes. This so, is going to be a Venus retrograde for the ages. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, something that it's everyone's going to be talking about. It's one of those. It's a really pr profound one. Um, and in fact, it's interesting because we're approaching the 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 opposition in the next month, right? From the time of this recording in January, we're moving to the opposition of when the sun will be in Cancer. So many of the themes emerging right now. Again, so like if you think of the eclipse points as two sides of the year. We're going to have the midpoint between those two eclipse points, and we're approaching. It's like when the nodes are in Libra Aries, it means when the sun's in Cancer and Capricorn, these are the eclipse midpoints. So we're approaching these, you know, right now the nodes are in Scorpio Taurus. So when the sun is at that transition point um, from um, cardinal to fixed, basically Capricorn Aquarius. Mm -hmm. That's where we're going to find ourselves at the middle. So there's just themes to, for us to really be paying attention to over the next month. What's seeding right now? So 
um, it does emphasize that deep reworking. And thus the question and the teaching really becomes, how can I allow relationships to be a function of complete choice? How can I allow every, every relationship in my life is a function of showing up and agreeing to the parameters and the agreement relative to what I'm choosing and capable of and wanting as opposed to any dimension of sacrifice or compromise that diminishes um, an internal sense of agency of choice. Mm. These are the very important things to look at. Now, it's the, the other extreme of that is a quality of irresponsibility and neglecting because there is a quality with a Capricorn square to Libra of responsibility. Every relationship has its own um, karmic rules. And if you violate those rules, so to speak, it's going to create an unresolved dynamic within your soul. And it's not going to leave you. It's going to come back to you at some point. It's going to recycle back at some point to be resolved. Right. And tuning into those karmic responsibilities um, is a matter of really being honest with oneself and honest with one's inner soul reality. And that's very different than being stuck in something and needing to compromise because you don't want to be judged or disapproved of or rejected. And ultimately, when we really understand the roles that come with each, for example, a parent and a child, right? Um, or let's say any two people where there's a particular soul contract between those two people to play out a certain experience. Underneath the, and this is a huge, beautiful topic to delve into it in another moment, but underneath the form of the relationship, the bodies, the roles, the particular, you know, roles that each person might be playing in this lifetime, at the core is healing. Right? And following the, the, the particular karmic obligations and intentions for each relationship is an intuitive thing where each soul knows this is a part of the path, there's healing here. And it might be a short term relationship or a long term relationship. But following it, listening to it, aligning with it um, is a way that we can really understand from within our soul a sense of this is a part of why I'm here in this human life in this lifetime. And, and that's very different than what happens often with relationships is we get stuck in these judgments uh, and these crystallized boxes, which actually doesn't allow healing. And so things perpetuate and repeat over and over and over again. So this square is really highlighting um, what's the purpose of each relationship. Mm -hmm. And really, there's a relationship between karmic duty and choice. Like we have to also choose. Like what, what we're choosing consciously out of our own... Um, when we come to a place in our relationships where our agreements come from free will from agency, from choice, mm -hmm. that's where the healing happens. That's where the deeper karmic dynamics are actually healed. Because there's no truth to any spiritual growth where it's like, I have to do this, so I'm going to do it. Like that doesn't, everything has to be a, I'm choosing this moment. Right. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing this path. So it's, it, that's, that's one in a nutshell, this Pluto square to the nodes. And I can just say, this is happening after the ingress back into Capricorn before it goes back into Aquarius. So it's like really bringing up, here are these core cardinal dynamics 
what are we doing? Where am I? And it's not just like personal relationship. It gets like, what am I doing with my life? You can be, you know, a teacher, a massage therapist, a counselor, um, you know, all, all these different roles. And it's, am I resonating with, I just got a great massage yesterday from someone that's been doing this work for 20 years. And I, and it was a great massage. And I, I just thought about it. I'm like, wow, how easy is it? Is it, you know, to be really great at what you do, but to be doing it for 20 years and people come in and they expect to receive something. I just thought about that, you know, um, just the question really becomes what's, what's really calling my soul. And that might be hard to listen to if we've been doing something for a long time. We might feel stuck in a particular way of being. The whole world might be expecting something of us. So I, I see the, that the themes, yeah. Yeah, also what comes up for me when you say that is um, there, with ha coming out of the pandemic and all these people working from home and having to make these critical choices where when I think about Capricorn, authorities, bosses, corporate culture, how that is all coming up and being um, transform because people don't want to go back to an office culture. So there's this mm -hmm. vast paradigm shift about like how we work and somebody like a parent that wants to be home with their children and they're able to work in their career, but why do I have to go to an office? I need to take care of my children or I, I want to work from home. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I can see where that's playing out. And mm -hmm. that, as we know, it had, that has been playing out for, for a few years now. And so you know, um, this is it, uh, <laughs> the, the image I just flashed on was, you know, in the scenes in the old Western, like John Wayne walking down the, the street in the Western town. And and it's like, what's it going to be? And, you know, showdown at high noon, you know, like here comes high noon for, for these deep, deep soul conversations. Here comes this, especially in late May, uh, it, it, you know, late summer and then into the, the July um, and that July 21st, 22nd, uh, hugely powerful. This is a, you know, the words I'm seeing hearing is paramount importance. We yeah. all, you know, it's time to really pay attention to that. And especially because that <clears throat> the July 21, 22nd one is when Venus 28 degrees Libra. Wow. You know, right there as, as all that is happening. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, you know, I also just wanted to move moving into um, this book, which I absolutely love. Um, my my Jeffrey Wolf Green book, A Pluto Evolutionary Journey of the Soul, um, is just so incredibly deep, and um, I, it, it's very bookmarked and earmarked. But uh, there's like a few things here that jumped out at me, and I'd like to kind of bounce them off of you. Um, these on this page two hundred seven, you know, Jeffrey talks about. Um, and and this is following what you just said about these choices and conscious choices that we are being called to ask, especially this year at these particular times, very loudly. Um, but he says we must learn to take charge of our own destiny by translating ideas into action, minimize security needs and patterns of depending on others to tell us it's okay to do what we want to do. Mm. So we don't need permission. Uh, don't wait till everyone acts first. These, these are his words from the book. Um, don't wait for others to support our ideas regarding strategies for ourselves and others. 
those of us who have been repelled by others or society who have been forced to stand on the sidelines, very Aquarian, um, mm -hmm. must learn to develop their own individual purpose and link it to a socially relevant need. We cannot remain standing on the sidelines. The power to act as instruments of innovative and creative change in whatever area of life they choose. Whew. As I'm saying, that's, that's for the Pluto and Aquarius section, correct? I'm sorry. That's Pluto uh, yeah. and Aquarius, right? Yeah, Pluto and Aquarius. Yeah, is those are just those. Wow, we, we don't need permission. We we have this. Our souls calling us, you know, and and it's do we don't need you know. We don't need to have permission. That that's huge. Yeah, and that's time huge. To be in action, like the cardinal signs, it's action. It's time to move. It's time to change. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, this is really the transition that we're moving into. It's like all this internal energy. So the what I find is the energy of the soul is more powerful than a nuclear power plant. I mean, it's like the energy that we have within us uh, is massive. And yet we're, we tend to not feel the availability of that energy. Um, it, it tends to feel dormant, right? Where most of us are are not accessing this infinite power. These are helpful words to speak. So, you know, something that I've experienced at different moments along the journey is just becoming available to this source of. I'm not sure what the right word for it would be. Because power can be misunderstood, but it is a sort. It's an energy that's absolutely inexhaustible, and most of us are absolutely terrified of of touching that. And my experience is oftentimes it's arisen and it's been very short lived or different dynamics come up. And it's like, it, it seems like it goes away and it's suppressed and we come back to like the status quo, right? Please again, the greater potential of Pluto and Aquarius is the releasing the freeing up of this profound energy. That is our birthright. It's something that we all have at the core of our own being and all of our fear and judgment and suppression really keeps it at bay. And what he was just speaking about um, is the freedom to make our own choices, not looking for other people to um, join us or just following the beat or of our own Great. And that can be one of the scariest things with Pluto and Aquarius. It's not just, I don't know anyone else doing or going where I'm going. It's just that I don't know myself going or doing. It's like, I don't, I've never done this before. The, the essence of it, if you think about it, not about other people, if you just kind of strip it down to I've never been here before. This is so unfamiliar and I have no way to know what's going to happen. I have no security to rest upon. And so my security has to be in the present moment in being alive. Mm, yes. And, and I'm risking everything. I'm not holding on to anything. Everything that I've known all the safety net gone, Oof. right? There has to be this will. And that's, I think, a big piece that we're moving into over the next couple of years, being pushed to, and, it's, and I just really want to invite everyone to acknowledge where there's depression or overwhelm or fatigue um, and stress. And it's because there are core ways of being that we're reworking, that we're healing. And underneath it isn't like, underneath it is just our soul 
underneath it is this profound agency and freedom. And to claim it might mean making the choice to step into it and not looking back. You can't look back and you can't even think about what's going to happen next because that takes away from the moment. Um, you can't ask someone else to validate it. And this is something Jeffrey Wolf Green spoke about with Aquarius energy. You can have these signals coming from the higher self about some kind of potential future or choice point that will happen later on. And we'll get to a point where we'll have to make these choices or these dynamics will come to a head. But we can be receiving these signals for years prior to the actual event. Um, it's because it's all embedded within our soul, our soul. We are what we are. And there will come a point in this Aquarian transit really symbolizes that where for many of us, the invitation will be to step into it completely and to be willing to let go to be, and you can't take your, you can't take your grievances with you. You can't take your depression. You can't take your judgment. You can't take your, all the comparisons. Um, it's not suppressing them. I think that's what the next couple of years are really about bringing it up. So we know this, it's like the darkness before this, you know, before the light. If we can always remember that when things feel heavy and most unsettling, it's usually before a significant breakthrough. And that's what this time is about. Right. And if it's feeling heavy and in pressure cooker, it's okay. That's, that's the process. It's, that's how it starts. That's how it begins. I think about when Eckhart Tolle, like when he reached, I don't, which you want to call it enlightenment, he was at this point of, he wanted to kill himself and he was suicidal. Mm -hmm. And, but it, it got, he, he was an accomplished, he had gone to like the London School of Economics and he had all the Capricornian things, right? And then, mm -hmm. then there came that point and his, his, he said, I cannot go on like this, but it, it was, that transformation was preceded by an enormous amount of pain and suffering. So if we can perhaps see and be here for each other in Aquarian energy, right? Mm -hmm. you know, connecting with others and community and being there for each other to, um, to list, I would say to listen to each other's dream. And it's not like we need to validate it, but we can affirm a, and celebrate a person's choice. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's the beauty of Aquarius. If we can just recognize that we're all in this together and your actualization is not happening in a vat. It's interconnected with my own right. and just being able to celebrate and appreciate our freedom. And so the Capricorn issue before we get into Aquarius is like, let us not keep each other in jail. You know, let's really look at our judgments, our fear, our repression, do the work to, to clear that, to heal that and see what's on the other end when we're not bound by all that dense energy. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is huge. Yeah, it's a potent year. It's a year. It really is. And yeah. you know, everyone that I'm working, I mean, it's like I'm I'm seeing this in my own life as well. Just the pattern is, it's like the, the simultaneity of deep spiritual realizations with periods of facing really uncomfortable stuff. Yes. And And let us just recognize that the uncomfortable stuff, it's hard to really grasp this in the moment. Um, but everything that arises is what's healing. And so we have that choice when it arises to 
find some gentleness and compassion. And if we can talk to other people about it, that's at Aries Libra Access in particular. Mm-hmm. And I'm really speaking towards, you know, as these planets move, as the nodes move later this year in particular, but sharing it, not isolating ourselves, not sharing. suppressing it and creating like a little isolated world with our own grief. The more we yeah. can share it and be honest and find a point of care and compassion, the more we allow ourselves the space to just trust, trust it, trust it. There's something on the other end of this and it's calling for our care and our presence right now. Oh God. To offer that to one another always. That's the, oh. you know, what we, what we give to others, Libra, right? Is what right. we understand and teach ourselves that we also deserve. I love that. Oh boy. Yeah, this is way, this is an incredible opportunity. Um, yeah, and we've ne- I don't know, we've never seen anything like this. This is definitely unknown, but um, but we, thanks, thanks to this conversation, you know, I feel, I feel really um, excited about this, you know, because it is going into unknown, but we have each other and listening mm-hmm. to, I love when Jeffrey talks always about Libra and, and Venus and the, the concept of listening. And um, that that was always so fascinating to me that we tying in evolutionary astrology with with listening, I, it just fascinates me. Um, but uh, yeah, yummy. Um, I'm so glad you were able to be with us today and and explain this and kind of get people get us all prepared for for this outrageous. Uh, you know, choice point, you know, because we're already feeling it. It's been stirring in our hearts for a long time with the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto conjunction in 2020 and that great upheaval. And it's like started to break things apart. And now we're, we're at this point and um, at that threshold. And I, and I'm sure we'll, you know, please let's keep the conversation going between you and I for everybody, you know, as, as we move through this, hopefully, you know, you can come back and, and can, we can continue that in a, in a deeper, um, wasn't that something else you wanted to talk about for another time? You said, I don't remember exactly that, but it's it's something related to this. Yeah, I mean, the whole Libra uh, dimension, there's, there's yeah. so much to speak about in the Venus retrograde. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, going on. And the Aries Libra right. eclipses being in. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for always your wisdom um it's you're, you're definitely the kind of um this is definitely stopping and rewinding stop and rewind and listen and journal you know some of the things that you said here are really i take deeply into my heart um these pieces these gems and so um to really reflect on so i'm, I'm so grateful yay wonderful thank you really leo heart says yay thanks and love <laughs> all right all right everybody well um this has been another edition of Star Sound Speaks, and um, may we all go fortified strongly with these deep conversations for empowerment and transformation and self-realization and um, these jewels that we've been given and um, and move forward in the, in the most powerful way uh, for the greatest benefit for all of us. Well, like you said, Ari, we're all in this together. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Nah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you are, you are. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really grateful. And um, all right, everybody. Well, we will see you next time. And um, this is 
Irliana Samsara, and Ari Moshi Wolf, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.